Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello. Thank you for being here again today. I welcome you to junior year of high school. It was the year of Love's Baby Soft and Sparkly Lip Gloss and Class Ring. Oh, I had just gotten my class ring at the beginning of junior year and there was a ritual in our high school about having your ring turned and you had to do it very specifically for good luck. You had to have your ring turned on your finger by someone else in the direction of your pinky and the person, you had to do it as many times as your graduating year plus one. So I had to do it 80 times, have 80 different people turn my ring and I kept a very specific list. It was very funny. Um, and the 80th person had to be somebody you had a crush on. So, and that would bring you good luck in terms of that relationship. Unfortunately, I looked at my list and the last person who turned my ring was a miserable human. And I will get to him later, but ugh. anyway, bad taste, bad choices there, Diana. Oh, well, um, it was also the year of some of the weirdest, you know, things that we went through fads and such. My mom was into all of those weird 1970s things like est and such. She would go to these workshops for, you know, bringing up her consciousness, I guess. And in fact, consciousness was the word I was coming to because in our neighborhood, then the adults, the women organized a consciousness raising group for mothers and daughters. And that became something that af affected how I looked at the world and how I thought about the world during that year, because we'd go to these meetings where we would sit around adult women and teenage girls, and we'd have certain topics that we had to talk about and journal about in the beginning of the session. And then people would read from their journaling if they wanted to in order to share some thoughts and encourage people to talk about stuff that they were otherwise reticent to talk about. So it was a strange, you know, concept, but useful, I guess. There are a lot of entries in my diary from there, because I guess that was the book that I brought along to journal and that makes sense, right? Um, we also started taking karate. My mom and Virginia had been taking karate for a few years ever since they got assaulted. They felt like they had to know how to defend themselves if, God forbid, they ever found themselves in another 
horrible situation. So karate became the thing. And they were going to this dojo in the basement of this little Jewish man named Sensei Goldman. And we started going as well, we meaning Laura and myself. Um, and he was this wonderful, I loved him so much. He was this wonderful little man with red hair, fluffy red hair and a long fluffy red beard and bright twinkling blue eyes. And he was not, you know, obviously not Asian and, uh, but very excited about this form of karate, which was Shotokan karate. And he told us these stories about having learned it from this master called Funakoshi. And he talks, he talked about Funakoshi having, uh, well, there was this particular stance that we had to learn called Sunshin stance. And it was uh, where you would scrunch your thighs together and your, and bend your knees a little bit to protect yourself from an uprising kick, um, into your groin area. He was very focused, in fact, on protecting your groin area and and your vulnerable parts, which is probably why um, Mom and Virginia chose him, because that was his, you know, focus, and that's what they wanted. But we had to wear all this protective gear. We had to wear these hard plastic bras to to class, and you know, lady jock straps and such, um, because we were going to be kicked and hit. This was not a no contact class at all. Um, it was pretty much a full contact class. And it's no wonder <laughs> that I wrote later on that we that he lost the dojo because of insurance. I can well imagine that the insurance companies were thinking, no way, I can't insure this guy if he's gonna like abuse his, his students he didn't abuse us but you know he it was definitely hardcore and i remember we would come home from karate class completely battered and bruised and such and we were like oh getting out of the car and my brother would go good class and we were like yeah it was great oh <laughs> so um i remember there was a big big guy named walter big barrel-chested dude uh, who was so sweet and lovely and gentle, but um, our teacher would test us on sunshine stance after telling us, telling us this incredible story of Funakoshi, I'll tell you in a second, but Walter would stand there sweating when the teacher came around to kick up full force in between our knees to see if we were really holding that sunshine stance very tight. And Walter was like, oh my God, my, my nuts, scary, scary. Um, but he told the story of his teacher, Funakoshi, practicing sunshine stance and practicing sunshine stance and eventually testing himself by standing on his, the roof of his house during a hurricane. And he was like blown off like six times, but the seventh time he stood by God. And that was so funny really ridiculous but karate became a lifelong passion for my mom she has continued it even to this day she's 84 and she continues to go to karate class even though she's not as mobile as she was obviously um but she is a seventh degree black belt and that is very rare actually 
Uh, and I remember going to see her seventh degree black belt test and it was incredibly impressive. She was already probably 70 something at the time and she was breaking boards in all directions and, you know, doing these very complicated forms and everybody came up to her afterwards and, you know, was very, so admiring and so um, flabbergasted about her performance. So she loves this form of physical expression and this is where it started for us. And I remember when the dojo closed, I was so upset and I wrote in my diary, I have lost a father figure. I am so sad not to see Sensei Goldman anymore. But I did sporadically take karate and continued to take karate in different places and because I did enjoy it and I felt that it was, um, you know, good for me of course, but I never again really found, well, I had one other teacher that I really loved and that's maybe for later. Uh, another thing that I was really developing in junior year was my writing. And I wrote in one of our consciousness raising, you know, journalings that I wanted to be an actress and a writer. And I said, yes, I knew that both of these careers were feast or famine so that I could, you know, become successful at them or not and uh and but I still loved them so much and I wanted to be one of those things I wrote many stories uh in my journals and one of them was a very thinly disguised autobiographical play called me and my mother and it has a very uh clearly laid out conversation between me my mom and Virginia, and those are the only three characters in the play besides a scruffy little dog. And I think I was I was still trying to sort out the concept of lesbian. I just, it, it, I you know, I was having trouble enough picturing what heterosexual sex was going to be like. You know, I had I had discovered some of it, and I just you know, how do all the parts fit together and all of that stuff was a mystery, a mystery and I didn't understand, you know. So I I fought against it, I rebelled against it, I didn't understand it. Uh, we explored some of those things in consciousness raising, but I don't think we directly spoke about that. Um, but one of our first topics in that group was power and discipline. And having come from this childhood with Mamza of so much discipline, I was also rebelling against that. And my mom was very much trying to control these teenagers in her house. And so she was trying to lay down some really concrete rules, as she says, in black and white that we were going to obey. And so there was a lot of power struggle within my house and how did Virginia fit into that uh, was it was always frustrating to me you know is she allowed to discipline me how you know is she taking the place of my dad what does that mean so I you know as all teenagers with all these raging hormones I was by turns ecstatic and miserable and so I'm gonna leave you with this whole little exploration that I wrote, a poem called 
misery is. I guess it was along the lines of, there was a famous saying back then, love is never having to say you're sorry. You know, <laughs> that was this trite thing that we had back then. So misery is, misery is having a brother who is everyone's pet. Misery is going to a lingerie store with your mother to get a bra and then having all these queer old ladies stare at your chest and tell you what a nicely built young lady you are. Misery is going to a party all dressed up and finding out that everyone there is wearing blue jeans or nothing at all. Misery is making a special trip to the city to deliver a beautiful ring to a special jeweler and on the way losing the ring in a taxi cab. Misery is constantly having to adjust your underwear because they keep hiking up in the back. Misery is having the cat fall asleep between your legs and not wanting to disturb her so you end up sleeping in a terrible position because you can't move your legs. Love is meeting this person who becomes really nice to you one year and then you come back after summer vacation and he's changed and everyone tells you how mean he is but you still follow him around adoringly because you're going to wait till eternity passes just to see the sweet part of him come forward again. Embarrassment is coming down from the catwalk after everyone's been looking for you and having everyone stare at you while your best friend fixes your clothes. Joy and satisfaction is making madrigals. Actually, I do not know how to describe it, but this will do. Frustration is finally getting your room all coordinated with new curtains and a bedspread and then having the dog chew a hole in your bedspread which your mother patches up with a purple material. Embarrassment is having to do karate in a tube top. Astonishment is finding out that your little brother knows all about the birds and the bees. Agony is having Dennis as your partner in madrigals. Freedom is running through a large open field with your dog. Ecstasy is making love on a moonlit beach. Disappointment is missing the eclipse. And that's the end of it. Put that, ooh, making love on a moonlit beach, I will <laughs> tell you right now, sand in your butt crack is not ecstasy. In any case, <laughs> I'll leave you with that, and maybe you're still giggling from some of those entries. I am. So I'm enjoying junior year, and there's more to come. Thank you for being with me. I love y'all. Talk to you soon. Want to make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade 2. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com.
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.